I'm unapologetically fly. No wonder why, that's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Hi guys, welcome to Glitch in the Code. I'm here with my good friend Charlie Robinson, and I've just said put a thing out on Instagram saying like it's been amazing the people that I've met over the last two years of, of doing the podcast, like on Iconic. But I mean, I've done it five years in front of that and the research. But the last couple of years, the amount of people I've met and um, it's been incredible. The research has been incredible, and what a time to meet each other, other than now. Because five, three or four years ago, we were researching and going, look, this is mad. This is mad. And we were talking about each other, but no one will believe it. No one really looks at it unless you want to look at alternative media. Now we live in a hellhole, shit, shithole, mad world where we have never been more right or sane. I had more evidence to show people. And still today on Freedom Day in England, which sounds very fascist um, because it is, <laughs> um, people in Tesco's, which is our local superstore thing, Still wearing masks. Don't have to. Not that you have to anyway, if you have a brain in your head, but you're not even being told to. Still, we went to Tesco's. I couldn't go in because I'm likely to close people, blind people into the bananas and knock people out down the uh, the cutlery aisle. I um, could not believe that every 90% of people were still masked. We live now, Charlie, in a global apartheid or on the edge of it of unvaccinated and vaccinated. Yes. And that is where we're going to be in the next year. In the UK, they've started to roll it out from 12 to 17-year-olds. Fucking insane. Yeah. Insane anyway. We know this was coming. They've also nightclubs. You need a vaccine passport to get in. Not that you'd want to. It's all right to shoot heroin up in, around the bins, but you need a vaccine oh, yeah. passport to get in. So yeah. we live in a global apartheid. How is it where you are? Because I sometimes forget how big the US is. England, if it happens in, in Norfolk, in Norwich... It happens all over the UK pretty much. Oh, well, in England. But in America, it's different from different state. How is it where you are? Well, it's funny you ask now to me because this this week I was driving. I had to move my mother from Denver to Las Vegas. So I was driving, I drove a thousand miles through several states. So I got I got to look at a couple of the southwestern states, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, and Nevada to get an idea of what is um, what it what it looks like out there. Now, and, and to be fair, I didn't, I wasn't hanging out at the malls or anything. I was driving through, stopping at gas stations and food restaurants and places like that on the way. But, but it was uh, r relatively normal. It, the, the mask insanity has come down uh, substantially. Okay. Uh, but when you go to, you know, so I drove to Vegas and then flew from Vegas back home to Denver. And so when you go through the airport in Las Vegas, it's masks, masks everywhere, you know, you have to have them. It's, but it's, they're saying, you know, by, by uh, CDC guidelines, the airports are required to, to wear it and you wear it and, you know, and then I go through security, I take mine off and I walk around like a, like a normal person and nobody says anything. Nobody gave me a hard time. Nobody did anything like that. When you get on the airplane though, I mean, in what can best be described as medical theater, you, you, you wear a mask, right? And then you're sitting next to someone 
you know, your social distance, you know, they've got the, the seats taped off and everything in the yeah. lobby before you get on the plane. And then you get on the airplane and it's like, we have to social distance and everything. It's like, well, exactly where the fuck do you want me to go? Well, exactly. On a plane, I've you got could literally sitting under people on planes. I've got people, I got someone four inches to, on my right <laughs> and four inches on my left. Yeah. And, and, and so I take the mask off and I just put my jacket over my head, my sweatshirt over my head and listen to music and just try to go to sleep. I mean, because I don't want to participate in it. Uh, but I recognize that that is not a winning strategy. That is not something that is, you know, uh, this is going to go on for, well, I guess it's going to go on until all the pilots uh, develop blood clots. United Airlines had, or uh, British Air Airways had uh, four pilots die in one week from blood clots. Uh that's they were all vaccinated that that's not normal uh jet blue in the united states has had uh five pilots die in the last couple of weeks but they're not disclosing why it's just that their age ranges is you know it's like 31 to 60 so it's not i mean when you're 31 and you're a pilot you're in good shape and and they're so they're 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 you shouldn't be dropping dead not to say that couldn't happen but but there's something going on here. There's some, there's some, there's some massive side effects. So I'm, I'm a bit conflicted here because on the one hand, I don't want to participate in any of this. I don't want to wear the masks. I'm certainly not taking the shots. I think that these people are out of their minds. And, and because I'm a decent human being, I don't want bad things to happen to people that have been vaccinated. I don't consider them, those people to be the enemy. I'm not scared of them. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. But in the event that something bad does happen to a large percentage of them, then maybe that might be what stops this whole thing. It might not, but it, but it might be. It might be the best way out of this is just massive side effects and massive deaths. Now, to be once again, to be crystal clear, I don't want that. I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying that if it happens, I mean, we, we read the, the Spars pandemic document, and in that, that fictional scenario that was written in 2017, after the vaccine came out, the, it took about nine months. But after about nine months, the side effects really started to kick in. And, and the people that took the vaccine developed a form of mad cow disease, a, a sponge brain, encephalitis, and, and, and started dropping like crazy. And it became undeniable that it was caused by the vaccine. It was no longer, they could no longer uh, pretend that it was the virus doing this. It was most definitely the vaccine. The people rose up and they threw all those people in the media and the heads of the CDC and the celebrities that were pushing it and the fictional rapper that was pushing it. They threw them all out. They just basically rose up and said, you people led us astray. You, you forced us into this and you were wrong and you guys got to get out. They didn't specify in this sparse fictional pandemic scenario what happened to those people but it was we were led to believe that they were just run out of society yeah. now if that is to happen now if that spars pandemic document which was created by johns hopkins medical center back in 2017 if if the timeline that they put forth in that document holds true then the adverse side effects should kick in around November, December of this year of 2021. And, and so, and, and so much of what they wrote about in this fictional document has come true that it makes you think, okay, well, 
it's possible that this could come true as well. And if and if that is the case, then we will see uh, a massive amount of side effects in November and December. So of course that'll be blamed on a new variant. We know that, but 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 it in, in the document it became undeniable that it was from the vaccine because it would be like you were you would have households where some people would get the vaccine and some people wouldn't and the people that got the vaccine developed sponge brain and couldn't remember where they put their keys and mm. you know it, it, they were or it dropped dead uh and the other people didn't so so here we here we are we are we are walking into hell we're sprinting into um medical apartheid like you said yeah and and it's and it's terrifying to see where this is going to go it's it's insane that we're we're like that and and um i did an interview with a guy um people can check it out and i, and I don't necessarily agree with what he was talking about but that's not the point in why i interview people um and he was talking about the second part of this and i don't believe even covid personally don't believe there is a covid i believe they rebadged the common flu um literally there's no evidence now 18 months in i'm not convinced there was anything other than the common flu and it was just rebadged just to make that clear that this guy was talking about it having a back end like a bullet wound the exit wound was going to be harder so what you were talking about there he would say that the exit wound of the covid was this and obviously in my mind i'm going well you're just saying down the line that what the vaccine is going to be you're making out is going to right. be a part of that you, you see what i mean and yeah. as you say they'll just blame it on this and blame it on that there has to come a point when it comes to it, it is an individual understanding and an acceptance of you've had this if someone's had this and i and this is what i'm finding where the apartheid comes in it's a belief block if they've had it and it's in their body the last thing they're going to want to do is listen to me and you going you may die in october or november do right. you know what I mean? And this is the difficult yeah. thing. But if you don't go and get another three and four, you might be all right. Then unfortunately, they're on the second, third jab, top-ups coming. And um, I hope this is the difficult thing. It almost feels like it's too late for some people yeah. now um, to go back on that. Even subconsciously, they're not going to be able to accept it. They would rather have on their death certificate COVID than vaccine because they yeah. chose to take it. Does that make sense? It does because I have uh, some of my best friends, uh, closest friends last summer, summer of 2020, before the vaccine was available. Uh, I was talking to them and I was telling them, listen, I'll give you the short version here, but if you want the long version, let me know. Just let me tell you, I need you guys to listen to me because I, I have information that you don't have. You do not under any circumstances take the vaccine yeah. when it comes out. Don't do it. You don't need it. It's going to be a massive push, a huge sales pitch, a, a, a lot of pressure. Don't take the vaccine. If you want me to give you a full explanation of, as to why this is, I'll be glad to do that. I'll give you graphs, charts. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you as long as you need to. But, but just in, in this short amount of time that we have, please just trust me on this. I know what I'm talking about. I've done the research. I've talked to the doctors. I know that you, you don't want any part of this. They all got it. They all took that. They all took it. And you've still, you've got the guy, Dr. Malone coming out who invented MRNA right. saying that the MRNA isn't necessarily the issue. It's the lipid particles that carry it around. It's like the box. It's like ordering a pizza and swallowing the box as well. The box is going to make you choke, not the pizza. It's the lipid particles that are, that, that are accumulating in the organs 
especially things like the ovaries and right. the bone marrow. Um, this is where the cancers and are going to come from. Um, but he's saying it. He's coming out and saying it. He invented the technology, not for this use, but he no. invented the technology. And then people are going, well, why did he invent it before then? Well, that's not really the point, is it? He's coming out and telling you that it shouldn't be used. Just because he invented the, the 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 steering wheel, he's not to blame for a drunk driver that crashing through, knocking exactly. a kid down. Do you know Sounds what I mean? Sounds like Kerry Mullis, doesn't it? Absolutely. Invents, invents the technology, yep. sees it getting manipulated and misused, stands exactly. up and starts talking about it. Kerry Mullis, in his case, is no longer with us. Maybe there's some something nefarious there. I don't know. I mean, I, I'd say there probably is, Charlie. I mean, considering this 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 batch of uh, of psychopaths, you know, you, you know, they would like to tie up loose ends in advance. Yeah. But uh, that's speculation on my part, though. But 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 you've got Dr. Robert Malone uh, coming out and, and saying, "Hey, listen, you know," and and then they they deplatformed me from LinkedIn. Well, of course they did. Mm. You know why? Because Reed Hoffman is the CEO of LinkedIn. Guess who? Guess guess what he, else he does? He's on the board of directors for the World Economic Forum. Of course, course you've got deplatformed. Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course. Are. And of course they all are. And he's just come out that today. I've just posted this on DavidIke.com, um, if I can find it. And he's basically put a tweet out saying that one of a, a journalist who's known a well-known journalist has said that he is uh, in danger of fear for his life now. For speaking out, he's put his life in danger. Um, if you take the vaccine, you're putting your life in danger. What do you do? And you live in a fascist world. Everything we're going to do from now on is survival. It feels like. Yeah. I'm I'm very concerned about this because it it seems like you you can't. It seems like people have have had their brains switched off. You know mm. because you, you and, and part of this, in part of it, I guess they have. You know, you, you, you talk about the, you see that Yuri Bezmenov video talking about the KGB and how they, what they use to, 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 to mess with people's minds to, to, to create propaganda. They talk about how, if you, if you subject people to um, two months of, of fear, you know, straight fear for two months after that point, you can tell them the exact opposite. You can say, well, you had nothing to worry about because in actuality, this was the situation. You'll never change them, their minds back. It breaks them. It puts you them in a completely. They sorry. can't. Yeah. They, they, so, so I think in a sense, we have had our brains broken, not, mm. not you and me and not, not your audience, of course, because we're, we're sort of aware of this. We sort of took two steps to the right and moved out of the way of the, yeah. the direct line of propaganda during 2020. We recognized that it was bullshit and we, we, we saw it early on. But for most people that didn't know any better, they sat in their homes and got scared. They got scared of viruses. They got scared of riots. They got scared of, of variants. They got scared of, of other people. They, you know, they got scared of grandma. They just got scared. And, and you can't, you can't bring them back now. The only, now they want to be scared. Now they're comfortable in their fear. Now they don't know what to be any way, any other way than to be scared. And they see us, they see people without masks. They see people walking around with a smile on their face as not being scared. And you know what that does? That makes them mad that you're not scared. I'm scared for you and you're not even scared. You're not going to be scared for me. Why aren't, you know, that's what they're thinking. They're thinking, here I am. I stayed in my home. I, I, I wore three masks. I wore a butt plug just so that I wouldn't get it that way. And, yeah. and, and two sets of gloves. And there you are, you're out 
you, you have the audacity to go to the mall without a mask, you know? And it's like, yeah, cause I'm not a retard, but, so, but yeah. they see that as you are the enemy now. And, and, and especially if they've taken the vaccine, they're on team vaccine. Why they can't allow themselves to, to, to say, Oh, I might've made a catastrophic mistake. They're not going to do that. They're just going to double down. I'm on this team. You're on that team. So it's my team, my team of vaccinated people versus your team of unvaccinated people. They've picked their side. We've picked our side too, by the way. And, and we're not, I'm not changing teams and they're not changing teams either. So now what we're stuck. Uh, and the and unfortunately, like going back to my earlier point, what may get us unstuck is if the other team just starts dropping dead, unfortunately. And there's a lot of them dropping dead. Yeah. Now the 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 VAERS system, vaccine adverse effect reporting system in in the United States is is totally rigged, by the way. But 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 it it manages the reports of vaccine adverse side effects that include death. And they keep track of them. Now, those numbers are low. The numbers are low for a variety of reasons. One of the major reasons is that most people don't know to report vaccine adverse effects to them. And if they go to their doctor, the doctors don't always report them either. So it's not the best system. But even through that bad system, they're still showing in the United States over 11,000 dead people. I think that number is probably at least uh, 10 times higher than that. Maybe, you know, I mean, when it comes to non-COVID related, when we're talking about the VAERS reporting of autism, we know that those figures are 1% of where they actually should be. Mm. So if we go by that, that statistic and use those, that sort of number, then, then if 11,000 is 1%, then we're really talking about a million people dead from this already. Is that the case? I don't know. Let's just say it's not 1%. Let's just say that the reporting to VAERS for COVID is, is only 10% of what it should be. Okay, so, so it's not really 11,000 dead people. It's 111,000 dead people. Well, that's enough to fill a soccer stadium. You know what I mean? That's a lot of dead people from the vaccine. And I would suggest that's more people dead from the vaccine than died from actual COVID. Because yes, they throw out the number in the United States, 600,000. But, but when you go back, when you rewind the clock to August of 2020, the first article that came out in the United States talking about putting a big number on, on the number of COVID deaths said 169,000 Americans dead from COVID. That was the first time they came out with the big number. But if you read to the bottom of the article, the last paragraph, it said of that 169,000, 6% died from COVID and 94% died with COVID and on average 2.6 comorbidity conditions and a median death age of 80 years old. Yeah. So what, what it is, is we're talking about numbers that are wildly inaccurate. If you're talking about 6% if, if 6% died from COVID, let's just say, and, and in your case, you're saying it's, you know, you think it's the common flu. I, I'm, look, I'm in agreement with you because the common flu disappeared. It's statistically speaking, it disappeared. So it, it obviously was a, a flu, you know, the common flu. Now, was it weaponized? Was it, I don't know, but maybe, but, but it doesn't matter so much because the numbers are fraudulent. So it's what they're admitting. You know, the headline says 169,000 dead. 
But really, when you get to the bottom, it should be of that 169,000, it's really only 6%. So you're talking about 10,000 people dead. Now, extrapolate that out to the current number in the United States of 600,000 dead. Well, if we're talking about 6% of 600,000, that's 36,000 people. Well, 36,000 people dying is, is, not, is nothing to sneeze at, of course, but it's a statistically insignificant number in terms of the number of people that die every year in the United States, which is right around like a little over 2 million people. So we're not talking about a pandemic. We're talking about a manufactured pandemic. We're talking about a pandemic of numbers. Now, if you've noticed, I don't know, I don't know if, I don't know if this term has come to, to the UK yet, but it's just starting to roll out. You're starting to hear that, hear it. All the politicians say it, and that is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's the. What term does that, that even mean? That sounds like Night of the Living Dead. Right. Well, Biden's talking about it. Kamala Harris is talking about it. They're all saying they've all got the script. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's a fear tactic. That's a, that's a scare tactic to get you. It's so piss poor. That that is funny. That is like a B movie. Yeah, exactly yeah. yeah 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 totally pandemic of the unvaccinated by uh <laughs> Wes Trump, Craven. Right? you know that 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 company that production company used to make those like yeah. toxic avenger movies and everything Trauma, yeah, they'd have all those crazy jam things. as blood a yeah. bit of jam yeah. Guy, some like, mustard yeah right right some dude instead of like hellraiser with all the pins and he's just got vaccine needles stuck in his head everywhere yeah. yeah, that's where we're headed. But it is, I know we're joking about it, but it is a farcical. It's so farcical and they're so thick and almost like they've got no, well, they, we know they've got no common sense. So their way of doing these things are so funny. They are funny and it is funny, but it's, 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 it's tragically funny that it's so bad. Did you say, and I remember you talking about those numbers just then, and I remember you telling me that. Exact that I think we covered this in the podcast a year and a half ago. The same thing, the same numbers mm-hmm. at the bottom of the small print. So, and that is without mentioning the fact that those that tiny, tiny percent of 36,000, I think you said it was, is from a PCR test, not testing for a, an infectious disease that's totally unsuitable for what it's being used for. You might as well use a fucking spatula, smack them on the ass, and if they scream, they got it. It's it's literally useless. So, even then, underneath that, you're going. That's why I don't believe it was ever anything. And also you take into the fact that, guys, the World Economic... Um, sorry, uh, yeah, it was the World Economic Forum. Sorry, the Hugh changed the description, by the way, the description of what a pandemic was in 2008 to try and foster the, the SARS, original SARS at that point, right. into a pandemic because they changed it from deaths to cases. Yeah. But the and cases make no difference. I have a case of acne, like, when I was a kid. It doesn't matter because it's not a deadly fucking disease. Right. And they did something similar in uh, the CDC did that in November of 2020, right before the vaccines rolled out. They changed the definition of herd immunity as well. Okay. They, uh, so you can find it on their website pre and post uh, November, uh, end of November. And, and, and wh- why they changed it, they inserted the, the, the new version of it, the only version you're supposed to pretend exists, is that it says that herd immunity is only created once you get a population fully vaccinated, as opposed to uh, the first version, which was you just get a population fully immune, as opposed to vac. So, okay. so they insert they 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 made it so that the 
the terminology now defines it. The only way you get to herd immunity is vaccination, not natural immunity or anything like that. I mean, and look, we can debate whether or not herd immunity is even a thing, but, mm. but in their, in their definitions, they changed it. So the yeah. question is, why'd you change it? Well, because we're about to roll out vaccines and we want everyone to take them. And we're going to say, you know, we're not going to get herd immunity unless we get everybody vaccinated. If they had the old version of it, the old definition of it, you'd go, well, who says that everybody has to get vaccinated? All we really need to do is just get everybody immune to it. And that could come in a variety of ways. And so yeah. they, they made the very specific decision to change the wording of it so that you can only call it herd immunity if the people are vaccinated. It's such a scam and it's so obvious and right out in the open that it is in it to me, I feel like it's, I mean, I feel like it's insulting to yes. our intelligence to yes. do it this way. And yet I look around and there's so many people that are, that, that see guys like you and me as the problem because we're questioning this and, and it just, I'll never, ever understand that. I'll never, I'll never be that cooperative of a person that I'm willing to just blindly do what the 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 least trustworthy people in the world tell me to do. I mean, like I feel like it it would be a good time to remind the general public that all of these companies that are making the vaccines are convicted felons. They've been convicted in court yep. for fraud, racketeering, price fixing, bribery, faking results. Like the, you, if killing if he, children in Africa, yeah, yeah, that too, well, yeah, obviously, yeah. all that, yeah. If these people, if 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 these corporations were people, you'd never let them anywhere near your kid, sure. you know. And yet, yet you we're supposed to just blindly go, oh, it's fine, just do whatever the pharmaceutical uh, company says. So it's it's the pharmaceutical company, convicted felons, the mainstream media, pathological liars, in mm. the government psychopathic maniacs that that create false narratives in order to drop bombs on people. So these are the three sources of information that, that are telling you about this pandemic. So excuse me if I'm not just willing to blindly do what these people say. These are the worst people in the world. I mean, they're literally the worst people in the world. And, 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 and we're supposed to just, oh yeah, you've lied to us about everything else in life. But I'm sure you're, you're you're telling us the truth when it comes to this very weird virus that ha seems to have a bunch of different qu you know questions about it. Nobody can get their story straight, and we're supposed to wear masks, and now we're not supposed to wear masks. Now you have to wear a mask, and now you should maybe consider wearing two masks. And there's no cohesion in this whole story. Everything is disjointed. Nothing makes sense. You inject logic into it, the whole narrative falls apart, and yet we're the we're the problem. It's 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 so frustrating. It is, and that's the apartheid that we were talking about at the start. That clear block between common sense and insanity. And you said earlier, like people get mad at you, and that just that term. Oh, it makes me mad. Yes, you've gone mad at that <laughs> moment when you kick off at someone, and you look, you regret it later, and you go, "Oh fuck me, I was a little bit harsh at them. Why not? I went a bit over the top there, lost it a bit. You went mad. You went momentarily insane." These people have gone temporarily insane. Unfortunately, they may not be able to come back from temporary insanity. And they have. And going in the supermarket earlier, they were insane. I sat there with Sam. These people are mental. I'm not going in, in, in there 
in a fucking warehouse of insanity for some for some peanuts, for fuck's sake. They've but, made a permanent, a permanent yeah. solution to a temporary problem. They've permanently yeah, get altered yeah. themselves with a vaccine <laughs> to a, for a temporary problem, a, a problem with a 99.98% survivability rate in a median death age of 80 years old. So look, it, and by the way, the numbers that were, you know, all the dead that were coming from this, that were being associated with it, a large percentage of that was happening inside of care homes, nursing homes. And, and, and those are, those are, facilities that are that is that have jokingly and you know sadly been called death's doorstep i mean you yep. go into those homes you don't come out you well, never do you, come have out. you heard about Not the midazolam situation in the uk no what's that the midazolam situation look it up well basically matt hancock who's now been kicked out because he was um having an affair with his his <laughs> mental yeah. Well, that'll get yeah, you yeah. kicked out. That'll right? get, that'll kicked, get out. kicked out. But but yeah. but misinformation. Oh god. Yeah, don't worry about that. What is it? Yeah, it's what they want. <laughs> well, they, they, he was clearly set up, and clearly he was his easy way out. But the fact is, he he ordered thousands of of uh, units. Is I suppose I don't know the correct terms. You have to look up those guys. But it's quite a big scandal here. The midazolam, which is uh, basically a death drug, um, painkiller, I believe, was was uh, ordered into the care homes at the same time as this first wave of deaths in the care homes happened it's a huge scandal over here huge scandal the midazolam scandal uh, basically it looks like there was a it was euthanasia and they've put it down to covid so they, they got all of these old people out of the hospitals put them in the care homes and then, then they basically upped their their medication with midazolam and that killed them and um no autopsies off off the end of it we've had people on right now with gareth white talking about like a care um undertakers talking about the fact there was no bodies and they weren't allowed to to um to look into the like doing the autopsies and all the bodies suddenly came from the care homes and he wasn't doing any from hospitals any from residential visits all care homes care homes care homes for a, like a portion of time and that was the first way fix in the UK it was elderly people being euthanized by the looks of it the evidence leads to the conclusion that that was the case in the care homes it wasn't they took covid from the hospitals they put them in the care homes a lot of them got sick because they weren't getting the treatment and there was a mandazolam spike in, in and that looks like it was and people go oh my god you're talking about fourth reich nazis here and let me remind you guys that that means it's started been doing this research for a long time all you need to do is go and look at bill gates planned parenthood ibm funding microsoft into existence ibm funding the nazi war tech and look at that connection and look at bill gates who was part who's brought up in a, a planned parenthood which was a, a cult that wanted to lower the population of the world, especially blacks, and um, and look at him, who's what he's doing now. This is the person that is, you're trusting. He's got all of that background. He was indoctrinated at birth into a cult that wanted to lower the population of the world, and now you're trusting him. Just that connection alone. Then look at Dr. Fauci, and look at what Kerry Mullis said about Fauci. He was a crook with the nefarious background that we wish he didn't have. That's the guy's PCR test that you're taking the numbers from, saying that there's COVID cases when he's told you that Manis, um, that Fauci isn't to be trusted. And and I had Dr. Judy Mikovits on on our Union of the Unwanted show, yeah. and she laid out about Fauci as well. He tried to he's tried to ruin her career because she has been battling him, calling him out for for who he is. So there's a lot of questions about about Fauci as well. Yeah, every all the people that are that are that were 
held up as the the arbiters of truth and health and and safety have some real questions about their background. And so what and, and you know the problem that I have well I mean among many problems but one of the problems I have is that when you is that you'll get pushback for for bringing this up to people. And it's like you don't so let me get this straight. You just don't want to know any of this. Don't you think you would want to know? Like, wouldn't you want to know as much as you could about this? It's 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 a weird thing that it's like people are they're comfortable in this narrative. They're comfortable in the story. And if you come along telling them that there's other things they have to consider, it's like it's like telling them they have extra homework to do and yeah. they just don't want to do it. And they go, oh, I'm good. I've I've already I've already committed to this version of events. It's like, yeah, yeah, but your version that you're internalizing this of, of what's happening is total bullshit. It's everything about it is incorrect. But you're and you're comfortable with it. You don't want to think about it in a different way because you're too lazy or too stupid or maybe both. But it doesn't change the fact that you people are wrong about this. You're wrong in your belief. It, it, it there is something else going on here. It is not. It's not debate. It's. Well, I guess. I guess for some people it's debatable. But it, it. But it is not debatable that Bill Gates wants to depopulate the planet. It's not debatable. Okay. He talks about it openly. He talks about it at TED Talks. He he is doing what you would do if you wanted to depopulate the planet. He's doing all the things you do. He could be giving out free food. He could be feeding the homeless, He uh, feeding the, the starving. He's not doing that. Oh, he says GMOs. Yeah, yeah. He's, he says, in, I see that you're starving to death here. Yes, I could give you a, a big bowl of rice, but instead I'm going to give you an injection. Yep. What? That doesn't make any sense. So, so these people, Bill Gates, Fauci, you know, th these guys come from a very dark, uh, a very dark group, which, by the way, you can find a picture of Bill Gates with uh, Bill Gates Sr. with mm -hmm. Anthony Fauci back in the it's 80s. It's a cult. Uh, these kids are all friends. They've yeah, known each other for a long time. They're part. You know, the big club that George Carlin talks about. Yep. you not you not being in it. They're all in it. And Fauci's in it, too. And, and, and it's part of a massive agenda to get rid of as many people as pop as possible. And, and, and if you. And if people can't understand this, I would suggest they just, just for just on one of these topics, be a little bit objective. And let's just look at the insane incentivization programs that are happening in the United States to get people to take the vaccines. Mm. Okay. And I just ask everybody, is this a natural and normal response to offer people to, to set up vaccine clinics inside of a McDonald's. And they've done it at 70 different locations in California. I want you to just think about this, like take a step back and just say, does that make any sense to you? Vaccination sites inside McDonald's. We're talking about vaccines that are supposed to improve your health in the restaurant that is the least healthy restaurant in the world yeah couple with that the, with the fact that the, the start is people are walking around with hazmat suits on or whatever you want to call it i can never pronounce that full ppe worried about touching each other elbowing in each other you're worried about that but you're going to take a dirty vaccine from someone near the toilets in mcdonald's think about it 
that guy who's giving you the vaccine is probably not going to be a, a, a trained epidemiologist. Can't say it. Uh, he's probably going to be working at McDonald's and he's been given another job after pushing the trolleys around. It's madness, but it is madness. But this is the apartheid again, is that they have slipped into a crazy, bizarro world. Yeah. And we're wandering around now in their crazy, bizarro world going, it used to be under the cover, but now you guys have just put all the makeup on and gone in the toy box and put all the clown wigs on and fucked around in the streets. And I'm still, we're still going, it's still, it's bizarro world. But what I'd like people to understand is that if there's nearly 7 billion people on this planet, how many people have they got vaccine so far? Do you know the kind of ballpark? I think they're at, I think they're at one seventh. So like maybe a billion people. Fucking hell. But that's still one seventh. That's still no. not 7 billion people. No. With the first vaccine or the second vaccine. So that's very, very, that's a bit shit still. For a uh, deadly virus that every that's going to kill everybody. They're doing yeah. a bad job on the sales. They're doing a, te- te- a terrible job. And that's at the peak. That'll, that's going to fall off as well. And obviously when people start dying, if they have done, but it's going to go down and down and down. So just people that are watching this and know this information, be aware that their, their time is running out. They might have sprinted out the gates, so to speak. Um, but we have got, we, we're the marathon runners of this. The truth will always run marathons, always. And the sprint lies sprint and they've sprinted and they knackered themselves out in less than two years and they're clinging on. They really are. And all we've got to do is hold our line guys out there that believe this, because the longer it goes on, the more insane their things are going to get, the less people they're going to convince, the more people are going to die. Their clock is ticking. Ours isn't. It just feels we just haven't tilted past them in the race yet, but we are. And, and very, very quickly, it's just how many people have got off, die unfortunately in the meantime before we take over them but the truth does run marathons and i think that's the saying and um i think i've heard that before lie sprints and, and truth run marathons and, and that is the truth we are still people are going to look back i think on the work that not just me i don't mean in an egotistical way but the alternative media have done and really really appreciate the work we're gonna we've done in 10 years time because I yeah. think if we didn't have the alternative media and people pushing back right now, this would they would have ran this through a lot quicker. I do think what we were the foot in the door and the pain in their ass. You can tell that they're panicked by by the you know it felt like it felt like they got they took all the the governors and and, and important people in the United States. I felt like they had a big meeting or a conference call or something where somebody on high started screaming at these people and said, um, I don't give a shit. If you have to offer these dummies, uh, lottery tickets, just get them vaccinated and then yeah. hung up, you know, and then left. And then all these governors went out and go, did they say that we should just uh, give, give away lotteries to them? Okay. Cause all of a sudden everyone started doing lotteries right. and it's like, yeah. That is, first of all, that is not a natural thing to do when you've got a deadly pandemic that's ravaging everybody and killing people. You don't have to have lotteries for it. 
the fear is 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 understood the vaccine if the vaccine works and the virus is so deadly that there's bodies stacked up everywhere you don't need a marketing campaign you don't need three billion dollars in the covid relief fund to go towards uh vaccine hesitancy marketing and advertising which includes advertising people on social media giving these influencers money to create videos saying get jabbed it, it's, it doesn't hurt blah 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 this is this is what you do when you're selling somebody something that they don't want. Yeah, of course it is. This is yeah. And 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 the reason why you you don't need to sell the vaccine, and what they don't need as well. Right, you don't need to sell the vaccine if there's a real pandemic that's really killing people because people will take the vaccine because they don't want to turn up dead. But they they realize that it's not a, a pandemic that's just killing people. There aren't stacked bodies. We aren't seeing people like in China fall over dead or throwing up blood on the bus like I saw right when the thing started. Those those things never <laughs> happened here. What we, you know what we saw? You you tested positive but you have no symptoms. Oh, well I guess I have covid but I feel fine but you can't go out of your house. Well, if this is the pandemic, the pandemic where you get the virus and you feel totally fine, that's that's not going to scare people. And so you can't convince people to take an experiment uh, unless they're actually scared. Now there are some people that that you can scare easily and and they'll they'll always triple mask and you know those those dummies are they were in the front of the line for the vaccine. They, they and, and they're the ones that get the Moderna tattoos and everything. That's those, those people. Um, yeah. the, 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 the better chance of dying from an infection in your tattoo than, than catching yeah. COVID. But, but anyway, um, I don't know if that's true. I just made that up, but, 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 but it sounds right. It sounds um, <laughs> but, but, the, but you're never, you can't, you, it didn't work. It didn't yeah. scare enough people. We got, it ta- got talked about a lot. But it, I think what they did, they miscalculated in this sense. They, they, they went right past scaring people with COVID and they've moved on to just annoying people. I'm not going to take a, vi- a vaccine because I'm annoyed with, with the virus. Yeah. I take the vaccine if I thought I was going to die from the virus. But since so many people are like, this thing isn't as bad as they said it is, but you keep hearing about it, now I'm just annoyed. So it, it's a weird, a weird scenario where you, you, you just, if you can get somebody to turn, just take a step back and move out of that, that fight or flight mentality, like that fear-based mentality and get them to, you just say, Hey man, why do you think they're selling the vaccine so hard? It's like a real logical, easy question. You ask, ask somebody that they go, well, because it's safe. It's, it's everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why aren't people taking it? Oh, because those people are 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 not educated about the. Va- Why are they offering donuts? So the so the vaccine is about your health, right? It's about improving your health. Why are they offering donuts with it? Why are they offering hamburgers with it? Why are they Why are they offering you marijuana with it? Why are they offering? I mean, what? Why are they, Why do they have to give you lottery tickets? Yeah, you plant the seeds it. of doubt in there. You need yeah, you plant the seeds of doubt. What I found, I don't know if you found this as well, is we spoke to a lady here, and it's the first lady I, I spoke to, which owned the bakery, we pulled up this morning, and she told people to go in her shop to take the masks off, you don't need to wear them anymore. She said, she came out and spoke to us at the car, and she was talking about all of this stuff that we've just talked about. And now she knew it to a level, but she didn't realise that I work with David and she didn't know any of this stuff which is just bizarre, maybe a bit of synchronicity. She's the only person who was at this level 
which was mm-hmm. astonishing to me because she was a little old lady that runs a bakery. She was like, and she's talking about um, the technocracy. She's talking about like stuff that I don't ever think anyone really understands, especially right. around here in Norfolk. But then she got to a level and she went, but have you heard about Trump? And I was like, here we go. And um, she went, um, he's doing this and he's going to come back. And I was like, oh, here we go. Um, and I hope he does this and I hope he does this and he's going to stop them um, with the with the vaccines. I was like, okay. I said, do you, I said, what you don't seem like you get is that Trump funded Gavi, which was the Vaccine Alliance, and took money away from the World Health Organization and just rooted it around the back. He is a part of the issue as much as anyone else, although I do think he tried to push back a bit. I don't think he was completely in it. I think he was... Either he played the part really well, he was a bit dumb, or his ego got in the way and he thought he could change a lot more than he could do. I don't think he was in there as much as possible, and I don't think he was high as up. But clearly he was not doing anything. He, he wasn't stopping anything. He may not be facilitating anything. He absolutely loves Israel and wanted them to have everything they wanted. But what my point is that do you find that anyone who even has a slight bit of knowledge still has a buffer to where they can go to, like a bottom end that they kind of block? And it seems to be, seems to be Trump. But for her, it was like, I hope he saves us. That was it. That was basically what she was saying. I was like, can't you see the problem? Can't you see the problem? Yeah, you're so close. You want someone to save you again. Yeah, yeah. Well, Trump was the biggest vaccine salesman out there. Yeah. And I understand that people say, well, Trump was trying to push back and he's trying to do all this stuff. No, no. He, He came out and told everyone, get the vaccine. Absolutely. I took the vaccine. It's magical. It's doing great things. Get the vaccine. He, you know, now, now, why did he say that? Could it be that he was incentivized? Maybe. Could it be that he was threatened? Probably, probably both. Uh, you know, talk about it in, in, in a good way and we'll give you all this money. And if you don't, we'll kill you. Yeah. Um, I mean, really? No, no, no. I agree. I think there's something went on kill, because he clearly you. changed, changed, but then they all do. They all yeah. suddenly change. Yeah. 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 So I don't, you know, and, and I remember when Trump came into office and, and there were, there was speculation that, you know, because Barron might be vaccine damaged, they yeah. thought, well, he could be the president that sort of uh, makes it really difficult on big pharma and kind of blows the whistle on them and makes, you know, cause he's a bull in the China shop and he's just the type of guy that might do something like that. He has a personal relationship with all, he did none of that. He, no. he did, he pushed, he didn't push back at all no. against big pharma. He, he knows, um, you know, because these, these institutions, these organizations like the pharmaceutical industry and the military information terror complex, the, these institutions are so big and so powerful that you can't really even stop them if you're the president. I mean, Kennedy got involved and, and tried to break up, you know, the CIA and, and, and that put him on a, on their shit list. Uh, you want to be the guy that goes to, to war against the intelligence agencies. I mean, good luck. So, so yeah. as a president, he's got to prioritize, like, do I, do I want to try and fight this battle or do I want to remain alive? And, and so I don't, I, I don't say that as I'm not a Trump apologist in any way at all. I don't care for the guy. Uh, I, I don't think that he was really ever going to fight for the people. But, if, but even if he did, if he, even if he decided he was going to, he wanted to, there's only so much he can do because they have so much power. They'll just create scandals, push him out of office, rig elections, you know, whatever they have to do to get you out. As Chuck Schumer says it, you know, the intelligence ways have six 
intelligence agencies have six ways to Sunday to, to get back at you. And, and that's, that's the case. I mean, the, the fake Russian collusion for four years. I mean, he was under attack the whole time. So I don't know. There's no savior coming. The only thing, the, the only people that are going to save the day are, are the people in the alternative media that are talking about this and hoping, you know, and talking about it and getting as many people aware of this as possible. But I, I am, I am becoming increasingly, uh, you know, less hopeful, I guess, is maybe the nicest way to put it. Because I'm seeing, you know, like we said, when you're, when you get vaccinated now for this thing, you've picked your team, you can't switch teams, you know, you can't undo what you've done, even if you have an epiphany and realize you've made a catastrophic mistake, it's too late for you. So there's part of you that will always just be like, well, I guess I'm on this team, and you'll support it. And you hope that you know, you hope that something bad doesn't happen, but we're, the only thing we can do is try to talk people out of getting the vaccine. And, and to be clear, we're not doctors and we're not, you know, we're not qualified on the, on the medical side of it, but we, we have a deep understanding of history of how the medical industry runs the lies told by the pharmaceutical industry, the lies told by the media, the fact that the media gets 60% of their ad revenue in the United States from the pharmaceutical industry. So we have massive conflicts of interest. And, and when you point that out, like I'm not even saying, uh, this isn't even a controversial statement, just to point out that there are conflicts of interest between the media and the pharmaceutical industry, people will challenge you on that. No, 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 they don't. Like, what are you talking about? If you get 60% of your money from somebody, yeah. that somebody influences what you can say about That's them. That's what it means. Yeah. It, it's just obvious. Yeah. There's no argument or, or debate about it. It's a fact. That's how it works. And if you're, if you're CNN and, you're in, in your, and you get a billion dollars worth of revenue from the pharmaceutical industry, do you think you're really going to run a story tonight about the dangers of the vaccines? Of course not. You're, you can't do that from a financial standpoint. And all these uh, uh, news organizations, their ratings are in the toilet too, because now that Trump's gone, there's no, nobody watching them. So, so they really can't afford to get on the wrong side of their advertisers. Not that, they, not that they would, not that they would ever show any sort of like soul or compassion or integrity or honesty. They don't do that. But, but even if they wanted to, they can't. They're trapped financially. They're stuck. The people with all the money are the people that they're supposed to be criticizing and they can't. So, so the, the general person, the general public that goes to the mainstream media for news is only going to get one side of the story. So it's, it's not unrealistic for us to expect that most people are going to think that the vaccines are the only safe and effective treatment because the only place they're going for their news is the mainstream media and the only thing the mainstream media is going to say is vaccines are good and safe. Please don't, don't turn off the, the, the flow of money to us. Yeah. So, so you can't, you, you can't. And, and, and I think a lot of people haven't even considered that. They just, they just think, well, you know, surely if there was another side to this story about vaccine safety, I'd see it on my nightly news. I, I mean, surely I would see that. And I, since I'm not seeing that, since I haven't seen any of these stories, there must not be anything to it. So I'll take the vaccine. And this was the big my conversation I had with Jamie when we started Iconic. Um, I said, look, we don't need to just build a platform or, or a website or, or Netflix of the alternative. We need to build an industry. We don't need to just build the house. 
You need to build the street, the county, the country, and the and 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 the yeah and the planet for this information because there is no industry for the mainstream media. So there's no way of us earning a living, a modest living, because that's the only way it's ever going to survive, and telling the truth. You need to be able to survive financially and tell the truth. You're never going to, you don't need to too much. A level of that is greed and not wanting too much. So I'm sitting in my, quite clearly, in my conservatory right now doing a podcast. Um, but You're not in a $2 million studio? In, in I'm not, Manhattan. no. This is green screen, Joe. I've just stuck a, like a, thing i've been moving this light around here to try because it's got dark outside um so yeah i wouldn't look this fucking pale if i had a, if i had a, <laughs> if, I, if i had some money um but the point is that we try to build an industry so we can survive and keep the information we're building like an alexandra um library of alexandra with this, this information they don't know there's an alternative media they don't even know that narrative exists so that's how important the work that you're doing charlie and, and the whitney webs of the world david ites of the world and and um everyone who's doing this stuff billy ray valentine i'll go on and on even neil sanders who we don't i don't agree with 90 percent of what he talks about but what we're trying to do i believe his heart's in the right place um is build an alternative information vessel where people can go and then go okay that one's as loud as that one or almost then i can decide because you've got the old mainstream media is making a huge explosion over here and you've got we've got catherine wheels over here spinning around and we're never going to get people to look around so we need to build that and that's what we're trying to build and then we need people like yourself to be able to keep plugging away because this is a long journey but i know when we're old older and grayer we're going to go, thank God we did that because the generations to come will pick up on that. And I really do believe that's what we've been sent here for me and you and these other guys I've mentioned to build the basis for this because we're not going to be around to see the shit show that's going to, going to come, but our children will be. Yeah, it's, and it's a shame that we have to do this because our, our time could be better served doing something else. If the, if the media worked in a function like they were supposed to, which is a check on power and authority and, and to hold those, uh, those people in positions uh, of, of authority accountable for their actions, then, then we could be doing something else. We could, we, we could, you know, anything else, but, but because the media is so corrupt and, uh, and, and so controlled and not true and dangerous extremely dangerous the media is the most it's the most dangerous component of this because this is a media virus yeah and 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 if it wasn't for your your nightly news you wouldn't know it was out there your friends or family members or, or acquaintances that died of corona would have died from the flu according to you know if it wasn't for the 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 narrative uh creators that, uh, that that have pushed this thing forward you wouldn't know any different it, you you wouldn't be rushing none of us would be rushing to get tested why would you be getting tested over this last year would you have would, would, if it wasn't for the media would you have ever thought to go get yourself tested i didn't get myself tested i'm not no, getting myself because, tested you know why because i'm not sick i'm not sick and i'm not getting tested you don't go to the hospital unless you're sick you don't go i better go in case i get symptoms this is fucking right. insane you don't go to there going, I might get symptoms. You go, I feel sick. I wonder what's wrong with me. That's the way the logic works. And what they've done is satanic inversion. They've gone, you might be sick. 
come here and we'll tell you whether you're possibly going to get sick or not. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Well, in Whitney Webb and I had a, a great conversation about this. Talk about, you know, that's insane for sure. But where they're taking things is this new health DARPA. So HARPA is what they're, they're making the okay. health advanced research, you know, division, which is going to be taking all of the things that DARPA did, which was creating, uh, uh, creating products to, to, to be used for the defense agency. Yeah. And they're creating it for, for the healthcare industry. Like instead of pre-crime, it's, it's like pre-crime for your health. It's like pre-COVID. Hey, we're, you know, um, we just, we just got an alert that you're about to come down with COVID in a couple of days. You're so the weaponizing health, the weaponizing right. health. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, and of course, who's, who's running all of this? Oh, just Eric Schmidt from Google, you know, is deeply involved in it, you know, just some of the worst people in the world. So they're, they're, they want to control I think it's important for people to understand, like if they don't know what this is all about, it's about control. Yeah. It's always about control. It's about controlling human beings and getting them to do exactly what they want them to do. They would prefer if we were all robots that could be programmed easily. I'd, frankly, many of us are <laughs> after this last year, there's a lot of robots out there just doing what they're told, but, but they want to be able to have complete control over us. And if they, if we allow them control over our bodies, it's over. It's, it's, oh, they've already controlled our minds with the media, the fear, false flags, race, weaponization of, of white versus black race wars and all that. They've already got our minds for a large percentage. Now they want our bodies. So are we going to allow that to happen? If you, if you, if you just throw your hands up and go, oh, all of this is just too difficult. I have to think about all of this. And you know, thinking's hard and I don't want to do it. I'm going to outsource this to the media. I'll let the, you tell me how to think about this. You tell me how I should feel. What should I do about all this? If you do that, you are asking for trouble and you have nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah. So the last question, I mean, this is a good talk to you all night, but I want to come back to this global apartheid. What you've thought is there is it's Brave New World. You've got these medical robots, and they will be synthetic to to this extent, which they already are, because these vaccines are obviously gene therapy, and they're not vaccines, they qualify as vaccines. They're becoming genetically modified, which they are already, if you have one, you are a genetic modified organism already. Not your soul, but your body. Um, that is one side. They're going to be that way. You're going to have a synthetic human and then you're going to have us. And that is Brave New World. Yes. What is that going to look like by the time, say, our children are 25, 26 and I'm nearly 70? Well, I'll tell you what it could look like. This is a conversation I had with James Corbett about this, about medical martial law and things, yeah. like, things like this. You're talking about, so w when you look at a tomato, you can't patent a tomato. It's a natural thing. In the United States, they say you can't patent that. That was made by nature. But if you go in and you monkey with that tomato and you change the genetics of it, you make it, you genetically modify that tomato, then you can own the patent on it. I would suggest that where this could be going is that we as human beings are natural human beings. You can't patent us. But if you were to get inside a human being and change their genetic makeup to something that is now not a human being, just slightly, just enough to make them not technically a human being, 
and your vaccine is what did that and you own the patent on the vaccine do you not own the patent on that person perhaps have you have you have you now configured people to a point where they're technically transhuman they're not fully human so if they're not human now you have the opportunity to patent or own them to own that technology you put the technology in it changed them just enough to make them not human now you now there's a new ownership class now all these people own you in a legal sense they legally own you that could be where we're going and if that's where we're going you're talking about a new slave trade like you've never seen before and and i know that sounds crazy i acknowledge that it sounds sounds totally wacky but go back to 2019 if in 2019 I told you everybody's going to be wearing a mask, you'd say that was crazy and wacky too, because because it's it's insane and it's never going to happen until it happens. Yeah. And then it's like, oh shit, what have what have we done here? What have we allowed to to to, to transpire over this time? So I I think that what they are doing, it's more than just the thought as to what they're doing based on the work that they've put out the 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 work of. Klaus Schwab and, and, and the people associated closely with the World Economic Forum, they want, a, they're, they're behind a major push towards transhumanism. Dr. Robert uh, Malone said that, that the mRNA technology does, it de delivers an operating system. Then we are in a position where maybe um, the push for transhumanism, the use of vaccines to do that has created, like you said, a brave new world type of uh, scenario where there are there are literally two tiers of, of, of people. There are human beings and there are hybrids. And the people that have been involved in this uh, that are creating a, a whole new race of people, of hybrids, I think they know what they're doing. They come from very dark Malthusian backgrounds. They talk about depopulation. They write about depopulation. They 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 put up statues about depopulation. I mean, this isn't they're not, you know, it's not like it's not like the Rockefeller Foundation people like are 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 trying to uh hide this. They they write about it openly. So so it is it is a, a a very dangerous time for us and where we're going, where, when our kids are, are older, the world that they live in, I think is going to look a lot different from the world that we're, that we're currently living in. And, uh, and I, and I'm very concerned about that. Yeah. So just to leave, I want to pick up on something that Dave has written on his latest book, um, perceptions and renegade mind. Now, what you're talking about there is ownership. Now guys, bear that in mind when you, when you listen to this, it's about common law. Now we don't, we live under, common law but there's a thing called admiral law as well so he's written they um so basically common ad, admiralty law so it's basically law of the, the sea that that's it's, it's corporation law so instead of reading it i'll just explain what my understanding is it basically the corporation law is the fact that well on your birth certificate you're written in capital letters that's what you identify as but that's not you as a human being as a being so Richard Alexander Willett is a corporation. So they can, under ad, admiral law, or what is this called, legally, legal law. So it's, sorry, it's common law and, I can't what the other one's called now. Um, ad, admiral law, I think the other one's called. Um, let me just find out, because I want to get that one right. Um, common law and statute law. 
So statute law is corporate law. So they will own your corporation. So they can't own you as a being. They can own you as a birth certificate. That's why you get a birth certificate. So they own your birth certificate. So in terms of if you get arrested for any of this nonsense and they say, do you understand? You say, no, I don't understand. You do not understand. You don't stand under them. They can only function the police on, on um, statute law. So, corp so common law, you are a being. They can't tell you what to do. They don't own that being. They own the corporation, which is your name on your birth certificate. And if you identify to them as that, then they can prosecute you as that. So what they could be doing now, you've just explained, is they'll return that common law being, that being that they can't get hold of because they're going on sea law, into a synthetic version of that common law being. Therefore, they can own what now is our common law being. That is no, no longer, there is no human being anymore. There's a corporation you and there's a synthetic you and they own both. Does that make sense? That was a really hash way of saying it. But that seems well, to be yeah. like the law way around it, trying to actually rid the human being element of that and create a synthetic you and a corporate you and they'll own both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, now you and I would never think to do anything like this. because, And so I think it, if when you come across someone that's a, decent, normal, nice person, and you run this scenario by them, I think they will go, what? what? This doesn't make any, why? Why would they do this? This doesn't sound real. This sounds fake or what? I, I get it. Look, I understand. It sounds crazy and it sounds weird and it sounds kind of fake, but they, they care about this. They're into the people that, that are running the show. They're trying to come up with new ways to do things like this. They're very much aware of the law they wrote it. Yeah. You know, they know how it works. They know how to get around it. They know that you don't know how it works. That's why there's, you know, like the people that talk about, like you said, do you understand, you know, do, and the, the, the way they bring in admiralty law where, where it's like, you know, all of these, these terminologies, the docket and the things, you know, that all these things that have to do with like the sea yeah. are brought into the courtroom and people are think they understand because they've watched a lot of TV and they see it, but but the, it there's more there's far more to it. My father-in-law is a, was a judge for a long, long time. Okay. I bet he can fill in the the details on um, on how the, all that stuff works. But there it, there's a language. It's like a language, and it doesn't mean what we think it means a, a lot of the time. So um, they are plotting to take control of us, however they can take control of us. If it's in the corporational type of way, you know all capital letters of your name and owning the birth certificate and all that trading it on wall street or whatever it is i've heard they do yeah that's one aspect taking control of your mind that's been in a process that has been working well through the media for a long long time now they want to take control of your physical body as well and they're well on their way to doing it and if they can genetically modify you a little bit then you're no longer a tomato you're a gmo tomato and, and, and that means that, uh, and who, and who, and who is the largest shareholder who's running the, the show on genetically modified, uh, materials, Monsanto. And who's the largest individual shareholder of Monsanto, Bill Gates. So who knows the, I, who knows the scam better than, than the, these guys, nobody, <laughs> you know, that, 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 this is what they do. They, they know how to take something natural, genetically modify it through science and then own it. And what better prison to put put a soul in than the, make the body a prison? The only way yeah. out is death. 
the only way out is death. So if I make your body an owned prison and I can put, do anything with your body, put your body in anywhere I want to legally, you've been born into a prison. And the only way out is out of here. And that's what they want. They want you not here. And it's fucking, these people, are, again, guys, these are a cult. Think of these people as a global cult that goes all the way back to Mesopotamia, Babylon. They're fucking insane. And they're bloodline cult, black nobility. Look it up. Guys, Charlie, thank you so much. We covered some great ground here, but it's important stuff. And I'm glad there's people on this planet that get this because once you do twig it, it's like the Rubik's Cube. You're like, you can see it and it's so obvious. And it's just such a shame you have to wander around Tesco's where people are so far asleep and we are so distant from them now. The chasm is huge. The chasm is huge. And, and um, unfortunately, it may be to the point where, where we can't be breached again. Um, but as long as we exist, there's still hope. And then there is always hope because I think they'll get knackered. Charlie, where can people find your work? Thank you for your time. You can find Macroaggressions, my podcast on Iconic. You can find it also on Rockfin and Odyssey. Probably aren't going to be able to find it on YouTube for much longer because I've got a couple of strikes for... I had Matt Landman on. We were talking about the weather and I got a strike for violence. Yeah. So, so, so you can count YouTube out pretty much. Um, also wherever podcasts are served, uh, you can find macroaggressions. Also, I'm one of the hosts of the union of the unwanted with Sam Tripoli, midnight Mike and Ricky Verandas. We do a group roundtable podcast, uh, twice a month on Mondays where we bring in experts in their field and invite other podcast, uh, other content creators on as well. And we have a really great discussion that usually goes two hours, sometimes three hours. And we, we never tell anyone who's coming on beforehand. We just make it a surprise. We reach out and then you log in and next thing you know, Roger Stone is there or, or, or Dell big tree or somebody. I mean, we've always got some, some sort of uh, interesting guest. And, and if anyone wants to connect with me directly, they can go to my website, the octopus of And thanks uh, so much for having me on rich. I, I always enjoy our talks. We have a, uh, I, and I wish, but I, I secretly wish that we didn't have to have these talks because it would mean that that these problems that we're discussing are no longer relevant and they've been sorted out. But until that day comes, we'll keep talking. We'll keep talking. We'll keep telling. We'll keep giving people hope that they're not the only ones out there feeling this way. We know there's a lot of people out there that feel a bit in like like they're living in insanity and they 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 feel like maybe they're alone in this. You're not alone. <laughs> you are living in insanity. You're not going crazy. Well, I mean, you might be, but not. Be you're not incorrect in your assessment that this is that 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 things are massively wrong. But you're not alone. There are more of us than there are of them. I think uh, in terms of good people that want what's best for the humanity. So stick together. Don't give up hope. Um, share this, you know, shows like this with, with as many people as you can and, and let's have that conversation. Let's, let's keep having it because we're going to wake up one day. If we don't do something about this, we're going to wake up one day and it'll be too late. And I, and I really dread that. And I hope we don't get to that point, but uh, uh, so it's important for us to have these conversations. So I thank you again for having me on. That's okay, mate. Well, thank you for your time, guys. Please head over to all the links below. I'll put Charlie's links all below. Also, check out his book. Um, the oh, there's two: the, the Octopus of Global Control and the second one, the Controlled Demolition of the American Empire, which I've got right in front of me here. I've got both of yours actually right in front of me oh, here. Nice. Yeah, I keep all my 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 ones are like on a little bookcase up here. So it's got quite a few. And then, guys, you need to just look into this stuff. 
And as you say, there is hope. I do think they'll knacker themselves out. They're clearly idiots. Um, but hopefully they'll, they'll they'll fall down before we do. But also sense of humour, because it is insane and you're not alone. 7.6 billion people in the world. If they vaccinated 1 billion of them, it's still numbers are in our favour. So And there's more people coming into the world at the moment that are going out. So they're on the losing streak. So don't worry. They're trying to empty, this, empty the sinking boat with a teacup at the moment. So remind yourself of that. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why. That's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey. That's just my... Uh, 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 come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh.